How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to another episode of Imano Talk. I'm here with the West Side's own Anonymous. Yo, what's good, bro? Chilling, you know, just a normal Saturday. Yeah, you say you had a long night, man, but how was your week? Uh, I mean, it was good. Just uh, kind of like trying to just just stay consistent with like making beats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just like, I don't know, I'm like in a weird spot. You're just trying to make everything right now from scratch. Yeah, a home, a homemade right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, like a fresh pie. I love yeah. that kind of shit, man. All organic. Um, but damn, man, it's been a long week for me. I went to Orlando last week with my girl. Came back, got a sty. Yesterday was like my first day back into reality. Um, but it's good to be here with you, man. Honestly, like, I feel like I feel like watching like your growth for the longest time is one of the craziest things. Cause I'll start it off by saying you're one of like. The original, if not probably one of like the first, if not the first person to really like pursue this rap shit, like out here at least, out in the West Side. Um, I remember finding out about you when I want to say I was still in high school, if not like the first year I just got out of high school, so like 2010, 2011, 2009 potentially. Okay. And you just really like gone for it. You stayed consistent, like you said. You're just trying to remain consistent, but like your consistency has got you to where you are now. So we got a lot to talk about. Um, but let's take it back to that time, bro. I remember the first time I actually saw you perform. There was a show at a hookah lounge on Griffin Road. Oh, wow. WFH was throwing it. Yeah. I saw you live there for the first time. I was like, yo, this kid's actually pretty nice. Because you were like real lyrical back then. You know, you were like yeah. on your studious shit. It seemed like you real like classic hip hop shit. And like to where you are now, it's a crazy journey. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start. But how how did you get into music? Um, Really just like. My mom would always like play shit around the house and it was never like it was never like rap music but like there's just always like different genres of stuff so like I just always appreciated music you know what I'm saying so like when I when I actually like started like listening to rap and shit it just really like captivated me and just made me want to like just start writing yeah and was there like any like specific like inspiration there? Like, was there any like certain music you were listening to at the time, or like something you saw like that like a musician did or something? Um, it was really like Eminem and like Kanye. Okay, that was really it. That's actually a crazy mix right there, but that's a dope one. I mean, back then, like you got to think about it. Like Eminem was really like one of the craziest storytellers, and then obviously Kanye is a pioneer. Right. Like making his own beats, like how yeah. how you do <laughs> because you make your own beats and you engineer, right? Uh, I don't engineer my oh. uh, my homie Maroon Rhythms. He engineers. Uh, okay. Yeah, all my projects, but I'm definitely making beats. Like I made five beats off of No Threat and Poison Clan and like every and Rockstar and Dream. Well, I co-produced Rockstar with my homie Lord Lucy. Okay. All right, so you were saying that your direct influences pretty much come from, like, Kanye and M because that's what really, like, sprouted, like, the seed in you to, like, just keep going with it. Um, But toward your sound, like, is there, like, a different group of artists or, like, would you still say it's, like, those two artists as well? Um, Not so much really, like, Eminem anymore. Um, But definitely still feel like early Kanye just with, like, um, I'm just really on my beat shit right now. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to stock up and, like, keep evolving my sound because, like, I feel like producing has made me be able to actually, like, translate what goes on in my head sometimes and, like, 
updated to the uh, most accurate level. And yeah, it's just what what I've been I've been on. Okay, I can fuck with it, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I like I was saying, now you you've been around for a minute, and like you were saying that your consistency, you feel like, is what attributes to like your continued growth and your continued success. What do you believe is like the secret to you maintaining such a high level work ethic? Um, I just really love making music. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's one of those like if I go too long without like making a beat or just like listening to music or trying to like create something, I don't know what else to do. It's like you get like an itch like you just feel yeah. like you feel like there's something you should be doing yeah i'm just always like trying to make something cuz yeah. like i don't know i just like to explore and shit dog like the possibilities are endless hell yeah i mean you got to keep exploring i feel like life never ends with like that exploration because people don't realize growth continues until your very last moments for instance and right with times changing all the time like a human could literally grow infinitely Right. So it's just like continuously finding like the new areas you can grow. And like, that's what I feel like is attributing to your success because you have such like a diverse sound. Like you could go into so many different realms, but like you make it your own. And I feel like that also helps with the idea that you like make beats on your own as well. Um, so I kind of want to take it back a little bit to like 2016. Uh, you had made, uh, I want to say it's an album because on Apple Music it shows as an album, yeah, yeah, but you made album. Vice City. I feel like that's like really where like you put your feet in the ground and you like really made your lane like you started creating your lane at that point because that album was like honestly like it felt like you took like a creative crescendo like toward like a whole new area where you transcended and like you really like just started making your own waves at that point um so taking it back to vice city that really was like an emotional album it felt like it felt like it was like just really raw and like you know it like obviously back then you're talking about four years ago so you were a lot younger how old are you by the way 26 26 okay so this is what four years ago so you were about 22 21 22 years old um it's just like you could tell that like you're coming into like that real adulthood phase and like the kid in you is just pouring out everything else that he has before he becomes the man right is that kind of like the idea you put into vice city um it was really just uh it was it was more of exploring the concept of like what I feel like grief could do to a person and what it could make them like indulge in. And I feel like it definitely has elements of that because it definitely was a maturation like story. So yeah, I could definitely see. Yeah. Cause that's like the age, like, you know, where like, especially for men, you know, that we're really like realizing what we're about to get into as far as like what our responsibilities become. Um, so I feel like that's really like where a lot of people say 18 is the age, you know, where, where people hit adulthood. I feel like it's really more so like that 21 through like 25 is like really like where you're just like truly finding out like who you are, what you're capable of, um, what you're going to have to be responsible for, you know, in your lane. So like you can hear that like all throughout the album and there's so many different sounds. Like, I mean, you get poetic at points, like where you're just strictly like spitting poetry. Um, you got like your classical vibes as far as like you know, the the old school, like, sample style, like, right. smokers beats almost with the, you know, just bar after bar after bar, and it's really fire. Right. And then you even kind of, like, throughout the album also start growing into the sound you find right after that. Like, I, I kind of want to say it's, like, that's when you became radical in a sense because mm-hmm. that's when the whole radical movement is when I started, I started to see it, like, you know, populate from 
there. Mm. Um, did you feel yourself like making that growth as you were developing the album? Oh yeah. Um, but I didn't. Okay, no, let me not even say that. I didn't feel that growth when I was developing the album. I felt that growth right after it. Like, like when you heard it for the first time? Nah, when when after Vice City, I was just like in a really really weird place because I worked on that album for like two years. So like, and it was the first time I was like living off music. I was really just kind of like trying to readjust to like the world and um and like what I could do and I felt like I was just exploring new sonic horizons and I was just like yo what do I think is dope right now and like it was just basically the sound that I ended up developing like for your measures so it was like Yeah, it was like right around then that like just radically like really just came to be like a concept. And I feel like the cool thing is like with the whole radical transition for you, I feel like radical doesn't mean like what it did, you know, and like what we hear in the past. Like when people used to say radical is like, you know, that's really awesome. No, like I feel like your sense of like radical is like I've evolved. Like I'm I'm this radical being like I'm beyond what is the norm. I'm, exactly. I'm now like transcending into what I know I'm capable of doing. Right. And I think it was literally like the perfect segue into like, uh, because that's when you dropped like Motorola, Urameshi, and then like leading into, you know, there is no threat and right. all the singles you dropped along the way as well. Right. Um. So now, you know, when the radical movement started, like, did was the radical concept like yours or is that when you started coming together like with like maybe some other creative forces? Um. It was something that uh, me and my man just came up with. Okay. Gotta get hydrated. Stay hydrated, folks. Drink your water. So yeah, it was uh it was something we uh we came up with actually because we really were just like yo, um, we just wanted something to to tell tell these kids that are listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you gotta be yourself, man. Like, niggas is gonna hate you for who you are, no matter what. No matter what. So you might people well sleep on that you. concept. Like, like they always feel like once they make it that it's just like, oh, I'm I'm no longer gonna be hated. Like people are always gonna love me. No, yeah, it don't happen that way. So yeah, that's that's really where it just came from. Yeah. Strictly like, being you, I fuck with that. Yeah, and, and like the cool part is, say. is that like even though it's like a you know like a, a collaborative effort with your manager and all that, like it's an effort to show that like you could be independent because you're also an independent artist. Right. And like now we're seeing shit like what happened with Diddy and Mace popping out. Right. Where Mace is saying that, like, he's basically in like this crazy ass contract where he only got paid like twenty thousand dollars for his publishing rights. And you're talking about Mace back then was a, a platinum selling artist. Like right. back then, being a platinum selling artist meant like you oh, were yeah. on top of the world, like yeah. millions yeah. on millions crazy. on millions. Like yeah. you're, you're making bread and he made hit after hit after hit. Like that whole bad boy run was crazy. And to hear that, like Diddy's like holding this contract over his head saying like, nah, you know, this European guy's offering like, me a lot more money for your contract. Like try to match that. Do you feel like that's like, a, you know, you see these things and like it's almost like a warning sign to you that like I got to keep playing this lane because obviously you're you're proving to be successful in this realm. Right. Right. I mean, like, yeah, think about it. I mean. It's a crazy industry. It's a crazy industry. But like. You got to have a lawyer. That's that's all I can say about that. You no know, matter shout out lawyers, any any artist listening to me right now, get a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a lawyer, get a lawyer. Immediately. I actually saw someone tweet, I want to say it was like yesterday or two days ago, that they were saying that like 
And even when you have a lawyer, get a second lawyer. Because, like, if it's, like, like that label-appointed lawyer, that they could be playing both sides. That, like, they could be playing the interest of the label versus you, even though they're saying they're in your best interest. That's crazy. Hell, yeah. You got to play it smart. People don't realize, like, being secure about that. I'm like, yo. I think you're the first person to bump into the mic. That's hilarious. It's all good, though. First time for everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, people don't realize, like, the power of the lawyer. Those yeah. lawyers be helping you out, especially if you find the right one. Shout out my lawyers, by the way. I've had them look over numerous contracts. So that's why you got to be smart about the way you try to take care of yours. Take care of your chickens, like Marshawn Lynch said. Right. Right? That's the best thing you could possibly do. Um, But now this transition between Vice City and There Is No Threat is yeah. really where, like, you started, like, you know, gaining this crazy momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, As of more recently, like 2019, before, you know, There Is No Threat came out or around the time it came out. I don't, I'm not too sure exactly, but... um. You found yourself with a Sprite endorsement, right? Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Um, I think uh, they had reached out to us. Um, no, you know what it was? Uh, they had sent a tweet out or something like that, and they were like, oh, who uh, who are some dope musicians or something like that? And um, a bunch of my fans just tweeted them, like a bunch of them, a bunch of them. And like, I ended up retweeting it. Let's get Sprite here, y'all. Just like yeah. joking, and then they ended up emailing us, and they were like, "Oh, we heard about you because a bunch of your fans were like, they went crazy." Yeah, and like, um, they hit us up, and you know, that whole thing just came to be. Yeah, and is, is so that why you made the track green? Because that track rivals. is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, that was actually like the plan for that. Like, okay, so it's strategic. Yeah. That's a smart move, man. That was like really dope to see and. Did that happen now before or after you started getting the songs and the commercials for, like, the NFL and the NBA? Oh, man. It was, damn, that was all, like, really close to each other. It was, like, honestly, it felt like it was, like, domino pieces, bro. Like, that's how crazy it it felt. Like, it was, like, yo, like, this man, like, between, like, you and your management, like, (laughs) it just felt like y'all were knocking over domino after domino after domino. That shit was crazy. Um, Damn, when when was that? Uh, When did we? I want to say, like, early to mid. 2019 probably maybe a little bit well if it's nfl was a little later probably nfl was when um nfl was like august i want to say like yeah. august or early september because i remember i was in la for like a few months and yeah that was when that was when uh we saw the team and shit that was actually a crazy day um i remember social media was popping about that shit literally <laughs> just like yo ain't is on the nfl ain't on, on the nba like it's wild and then all over their crazy. social media too. Yeah, yeah. Like all you see, like the Cavs posting it. I think I saw like the Timberwolves or some shit. Like, yeah. this, I, you performed at the Heat Celtics halftime show too. Yeah, that shit was crazy. What kind of experience was that? Um, really interesting because it was more of like a, a like Tonight Show kind of like they themed it in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like we were in like this lounge and um, it was. Was it like um, the Grey Goose Lounge or whatever it is down there, the Hyde Lounge? It's like under the arena almost. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was like at this hotel on Sunset. But that shit was crazy. Long story short. Long story short. That shit was just crazy. Um, my homie Rugard was there on bass. My homie Hyde was there on keys. Oh, so it was a live like instrumentation. Yeah. Yo, that's dope. Yeah. That's you know dope. Saying? DJ, DJ Stage Morpheus, he was out there too. DJing the shit. It was sick. It was really sick. Like, 
it made me want to do more like intimate performances with like live music like that. I feel like that's going to be the new wave heading into this decade cuz like I feel like before it was like oh like I could sell out a show of like you know 10,000 people 20,000 people like or whatever it is like people were always talking about like selling out the show I think now it's just more of like how can the artist connect with the you know the fan live now because I feel like just because you have a lot of people doesn't mean you could connect as a performer. Like, you see a lot of these, like, artists live get frustrated easily because, like, some of the fans just aren't connecting with their live performances. Like, they're not doing much. And it's not saying, like, you got to be jumping around and doing all kinds of stuff. You just got to, like, do something that connects with them. Like, even, like, Jay-Z, like, he just walks around, but it's, like, the fact that he walks around and, like, he'll look at certain fans and the fan will be like, yo, like, he's, like, looking (laughs) at me, connecting with me right now, like, spitting me, you know, 99 problems and, like, I feel that shit, like, or whatever's going on at the moment, but. Do you feel like as a live performer, like that's like big to you? How you were saying, like you, you oh, yeah. like this like intimate kind of like setting to be able to perform like to your fans oh, yeah, directly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause like it's like there's two sides, so it's like you get that, which I feel like is real dope for like the, you know, just the musicality of things. But like also, I love to get fucking rowdy too at shows. So it's like, yeah. it's like either way. And there's a certain time for it each time. Exactly. It's finding the balance between. That's why. That's why I'm saying like so many people are just focused on like. Yo, I could throw rowdy show after rowdy show after. It's like, it's, no, it's not all yeah. about that. It's like, how can you like kind of like escalate a it to a yeah a how moment? Like, how moment? can you keep yeah. bringing it to this new level every single time? That's um, yeah, that's pretty dope though, man. You 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 had a pretty dope 2019, and then obviously, um, leading into 2019, there is no threat. Yeah, and I feel like obviously, like I don't want to say this <laughs> is like the epitome of it because I feel like you, there's only more to come. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is like really where it's like, all right, now like your feet are cemented on a new level. Like, you hit, like, a new platform with that. Um, and I want to start off the questions by asking the features you have on it. Um, I, I don't know much about, I think the first one's name is Swerzy or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I don't know Swerzy. much about him, but I know the other two, Sylvan LeCue and, obviously, Denzel Curry, mm-hmm. Florida Native Features. How did you mm-hmm. come about getting those features? Um, So, I had met Sylvan, like, uh, a long time ago. But um, we just reconnected through, like, manager same with Enzo like uh they all just like knew him through uh like the clothing world because he also uh owns the clothing line of Vintage Stereon yeah shout out Vintage yeah. Stereon yeah shout out Vintage Stereon so um through that um we just linked up and like I was just working on the project and you know we just sent him stuff and they fucked with it sent it back to us and that was it and I see you've been connecting more with Curry. You know, I've seen you guys in L.A. together. Yeah, that's um, the homie. Yeah, and then even, you know, like, sometimes at live shows, you go and you perform with him. Yeah. So do you feel like maybe something in the future is coming up between y'all? Maybe some work coming up? Oh, yeah. We got, we've got a lot of shit. Like, we've got a lot of shit. Yeah. I feel like he's really holding the torch right now for Florida. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Like, low-key. He's going crazy. And got, what was it, Lyricist of the Year with Genius? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. Him yeah, versus J. Yeah. Cole, J. Cole, you, you yeah. would think the J. Cole stands would, like, come right out there, <laughs> do their thing crazy. with Curry. You know, that was huge. That yeah. was huge to see, especially for Florida. I, I, was feel, I say, feel like Florida yeah. needed that victory right there. I feel like everything right now should just be for Florida. I feel like everybody should just focus back in on, on yeah. here and just really making it, like. There's a lot of talent out here. Yeah, go crazy again. Because I just know. I know something's coming. I can, I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. So I wanted to play a track and kind of like have you break it down a little bit if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's cool. Right. So let's play track one. All right, so the first track I'm going to play is Sundown. It's the intro track. 
to the album. Stargazing, right even though my heart's racing South Beach right around our base Wonder when things gonna start changing I need Obama back I feel like I need a trauma pack For my psyche I might need a hollow tip Shorty calling, I might need a caller back I see all of y'all asking the same thing what is life for a nigga like me? Everybody wanna be the friend that I want, but don't nobody wanna be the friend that I need. Everybody tryna see the end of my peace, but ain't nobody tryna see the end of my peace. Maybe fake shit was a lesson I need. Maybe tryna fake shit was a better deal. Maybe not. But I don't know. Whole world made a nigga monotone and wanna judge me off the cover of my novel, so I just deal with it. Next week I might feel different. Talk shit might be real friction. Been that way for a little minute, so what I'ma do? Blood on my shoes, blood on my blood, blood in the booth, blood in my cup, blood in my roots, blood in my love, blood in my food. Too much of anything is dangerous. Two cups of any please the pain with us. New trust can never ease the pain, brother. New love don't ever feel the same, does it? Damn. I don't fuck with a lot of people I grew up with. I was on the grind, it was on some dumb shit. I was on the down, it was on some dumb shit. I don't wanna rhyme when I'm off the substance. I just wanna find something I can fuck with. I just wanna sign that I'm not up on my mind, cause I'm all about my grind. I can't watch the sunset, people trying to sleep on me. It feel like I'm living in prison in real life. I think about ending it still might. A little percent of me see the bitch in your energy, and a little percent of me feel like. There ain't no karma, so I'm so amazed when it ain't no honor code, but I feel the same, boy, I ain't no father. Sun down. Sun down. Sun down. Yeah, I feel like that was a, a powerful, like, statement track that really, like, opened all this up. Mm. Um, I I don't know where to begin that with that. I mean, like, a bitch to record. it was a bitch to record. That song was a bitch Why? To record. Nah, it was just like I remember I did so many fucking versions of that song. You I just wanted it a specific so way. Like, like, I just wanted some. Like, I don't know. I just like, like the beat was just so far. Shout out downtown. Like, I was like, yo, I just had to. I just had to come in with it. Like, the beat's fire. Like. So you didn't yeah. make that one though. No, nah, I didn't make that one. All right, you said that was downtime. Yeah. Yo, shout out downtime. I don't know who you are, but you killed that shit. You killed that shit, man. Uh, but you snapped on it too. The lyrics were wild. It felt yeah. like it felt like you really like at that point like were comfortable with who you were, yeah. right? Because it felt like with Vice City, it's like you're just finding things out. So it's like you're right. still also like figuring things out at that point, like in the sense of like I got to get my groove. Now it seems like you have your groove, but there is no right. threat. And when sundown comes on, you just feel it like from the get. Um, so when like even the beat drops, it just feels like the savage comes out. Like there was a whole point. I I can't even recite it lyric for lyric. I'm terrible at lyrics, but it's just like at one point you talk about like blood, this blood, oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Can you take what me through I'm that a do? little bit? What I'm gonna do? Blood on my shoes, blood of my blood, blood in the booth, blood in my cup, blood in my roots, blood in my love, blood in my food. Too much of anything is dangerous. Do you feel like that's you like saying like everybody's food? Like if if you cross me the wrong way or just like if you get in my path try to slow me down like i'm now like so comfortable with myself that i'm just going up is that kind of like what it was really going for there 
Not really. What what it's really going for is really the the, the last line sums it all up. Too too much of anything is dangerous. Like is that you kind of like because the first you know the first album is Vice City. Mm. Is that like you kind of like coming to terms with your vices, like in the sense that like if I have too much of this, it's like gonna be yeah. bad anything, for me. Anything. If I work too much, if I sleep too much, if I go out and indulge too much, if if I go crazy, like you know what I'm saying, like too much of anything is dangerous. Like I feel like life is all about balance. And then the last verse, the yeah. last verse, I feel like is you kind of just being like, there's no competition no more. Like it's just me. Like I'm I'm the yeah. only one in my own path. Like. It it felt like you've taken control of like what you want in life, right? Is do you feel like that's like what you oh, yeah. accomplished with that track is just like oh, yeah. really because obviously as an intro track you want to set the tone like yeah, yeah. it feels like with that last yeah, yeah. verse like the tone was officially set. Oh yeah, because I mean even with that whole project that really was me like taking control of my life from like a crazy situation. So it was like I feel like the intro has to set that tone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like what I want to play next kind of like works because it's like with that first track, it was like instinctual mm. or I guess I should say if I'm going to be corny as fuck right now, primal. <laughs> so I fuck with primal. All right. So this is that next track is primal. Where philosophers Camus and Sartre raised the question whether or not a man can condemn himself. The black existentialist philosopher who is pragmatic, France Fanon, answered the question. He said that man could not. Camus and Sartre does not. We in SNCC tend to agree with Camus and Sartre that a man cannot condemn himself. Were he to condemn himself, he would then have to inflict punishment upon himself. Yeah, 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 world keeps turning, keeps turning this back too. Backseat burning, we sure in a bad mood. Rat little black boys bagging the black coat. Crash that shit, don't matter what man's do. The world ending when your melanin hurts everything that you do. And you're desperate for a representation. So fuck it, I'ma still be a villain. Might build me a village, might kill me a nigga. If he looked to me like I just insulted his old girl. Jealousy gon' make you niggas talk to the whole world. Empathy is something I ain't having with you bastards since the past. And if I think of going back, then I'm gon' hurl and be like, like that, be like that, you knew that. If he might snap, then we might snap, you knew that. I'll be right back, then be right back tomorrow. The rewrite facts, and we might, might, might just walk up in the jeweler, spend my laps on the gold chain. Break up with my shorty and go back to my old flame. Relish on my bad decision making with and say that people hate me for the fact that I know slang. I don't give a fuck about my actions, that's on gang. Pants sag, being damn flagging and gold fangs. You terrified of me, but I can't hand you the whole blame. The media done told you who I am and it won't change. Everybody wanna be a nigga till they cap and they don't play. Scrambling to put their shit together like Soul Train. Those days, those days, those days, those days. Told me I could live without a picker or a frown. Those days, those days, those days. Told me I could let it be a king, I'm just a nigga with a crown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah. 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 Alright. Alright. Yeah. Been on my king shit. I'm finna buy three whips. I'm finna talk shit and I'm finna be loud and I'm finna fly G6. Finna buzz down Jesus. People, please don't think I'm preaching. You cross me once and I don't need no reason. Goddamn. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
When I go crazy, so y'all better have it I need niggas thinking I sell dope When that top hit the back And then I'm anonymous for my competition That's all been established That is keep updating, keep complaining Keep coming up with these dumb statements These fart niggas see us making heat coming up Must be frustrating when a nigga future brighter than yours And make you violent or I like it's the fall of earth And I am the Leviathan short Niggas always trying to get more Trying to do me dirty and down low But I'ma still be great until I step in the ground hole Nigga with a crown, but I still got a crown, no, no threat no threat. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I Like, honestly, I think that might be my favorite track off the whole thing. True. I like it because it's just like it feels like two separate sides of you. Mm. And it feels like, because, you know, that's like kind of early on still in the album. Mm. It feels like the first side is, you know, from the Vice City, you just being like, okay, right. like, you know, remember I mentioned that I'm comfortable who I am now. And then it's like, now that I'm comfortable, watch me soar. Because, like, it seems like now your confidence is through the roof. I mean, you're talking about literally like I need two M's, you know, Margella Madness and when the beat switches and all that. <laughs> um, but in the first half, I wanted to talk about the first half. Uh, you were talking about a Colin Kaepernick kind of reference. Yeah. All right. You were saying like everybody want to be until Kaepernick yeah. don't play. Um, scrambling to put their shit together is like soul train. Like I really like that kind of like concept because it's like everybody like thinks like, you know, they have it all together that they're working and all that stuff. But then they get mad like when they don't play. So like you kind of take me through your thought process on that like idea. Um, I feel like I just feel like everybody wants to be black until it's time to be white, man. That's until like the responsibilities of it come around, right? That's it. Yeah. Because that's, like I, obviously like, that's a big thing now. Everybody wants the felt. Nobody wants the. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay. That's it. And then, like, I like how right after it, it's like, told me I could live without a bicker or a frown. Told me I could live to be a king. I'm just a, with a crown. Yeah. Right? And then that's when you go into, like, your whole king shit attitude. And you literally jump right into it when the beat switches. It's like, I've been on my king shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why I fuck with about it. It's like, all right, watch me evolve mid-song. Like, I fuck with that. That's why it's, like, primal. It's, like, instinctive. It's, like, natural. Like, watch me naturally. Right. I fuck with that, man. Like, that was just such a powerful track as well. Um, And the whole, like, idea of, like, even, like, the beats, like, right after, you know, Sundown, like, going into, um, right after it is Feel Good Part 2, right? Yeah, Feel So Good Feel So Good Part 2. Like, that yeah. That was, like, a whole other, like, sound. And then going into 818, which was a whole other sound. And then I going produced like, the You produced both uh, yeah, Feel So Good part and 818. Eight. Yeah, both of those tracks. I honestly was about to play 818 instead of Primal, but I was like, nah, I, I really fuck with Primal too heavy not to play it by myself. Um, so yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's wild. It's like it, in the first half of the track, we have what feels like just capturing your anger, struggle, pain, and then it's just like going right into that confidence. Um, you know, I could sit here and I could break down there is no threat all day, but I, I kind of want to talk about the future. Because okay. when your management hit me up, they said, we got a lot of shit coming. We need to get them out there. We need to get them to talk about it. So let's talk about it, right? Let's start off with this. What are your plans for 2020? Um, 2020, we're going to feed the fans again. <laughs> okay. So lots of music. Um, But, you know, February 7th. February 7th, that's when we dropping. 
April. So he's February first now, so less than a week away. Yeah, we dropping something. You know what I'm saying? Don't know what it is. Minutes. Okay. All right. So let let's start off with this. Is it project related? Mm. Yeah. It is. Okay. Something project related. Now, you said February seventh. Let's think about what else I could ask you as far as that goes. So as far as a project would go, what's your inspiration going into that? Mm. Like, how do you think between there is no threat and anon now? What kind of mentality has transitioned into this kind of project? Well, this is the first project that. Uh, I've produced entirely, so it's just strictly produced by Anon. Yeah. Okay. Completely from top to bottom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just this is where you, that's why, like, when you started off this whole conversation, you were like, "I've been making beats. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do, but like, yeah. I just know that I need as many as I could get." Yeah. I think people. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what people say about this project. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be. Is it okay if I ask for the name of the project? Or are uh, we gonna have to wait till February seventh? Yeah, we're gonna have to wait. February seventh, folks. February 7th. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. He's got secrets to keep, but that's what he's gotta do. He's gotta play it smart. He's gotta play this chess ain't checkers. Mm. That's wild, man. Is there any features <laughs> we could expect on the project? Um everybody who touched the project is from Florida. Okay. So it's literally all Top homegrown. Literally all homegrown, yep. homemade. Fresh out hear, the oven. Florida vocals. Made. If you hear other people, if you hear other instrumentation, yeah. all Florida makes. Yeah. I fuck with it because it's just like you've been putting on for the West Side ever since the get, ever yes, since sir. the start. That's what I'm saying. The first time I saw you was an all West Side show. <laughs> WFH, Anon at that little hookah lounge on Griffin. I don't even think that, that shit's crazy. still there anymore. Yeah. I, but from then till now, bro, it's wild to see your growth. You've been putting off for the West Side like crazy, bro. And I got to say, on behalf of the West Side, hopefully they're okay with me saying this. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. That shit's real dope. Um, But I guess we're going to wrap it up from there. So if anything, you want to shout out your social media to the people so they want to find you or anything like that? Yeah. Um, Anonymous Killer on everything. A-N-O-N-Y-M-U-Z-K-I-L-L-A. And if you want to follow the Radicals and be a part of that, follow Radical Records too. R-X-P-I-C-A-L-R-E-C-O-R-D-S. I got to say, yo, the Radical fans, y'all y'all are dope. Y'all are dope, yes, man. Sir. There's a little powerful movement Red you got going on skin, here. Man, I was going to say, is that real or what's up with that? It's war really paint. there. It's really there. He Red says that's Radical for... Skin, nigga, that's war paint. When we close it out, I'll play the songs this way. They can hear that too. Four days. Yeah, honestly, you said you barely slept last night. Bro, I barely sleep. It's crazy. I really feel like a crazy person. I, I swear. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's, I love that's, it, that's where the genius comes from, bro. So you, if, you feel crazy until it works. And exactly. then you're like, yo, I knew it all along, <laughs> though. Like, I thought I was crazy, but I knew it the whole time, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, yo. They told me. Well. It's, like, it's like when you see, like, in those movies, they told me I was crazy, but look at me now. <laughs> Oh, shit. But, yo, I appreciate you pulling on up. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you, me. you know, Shaq over here in the corner, him pulling up as well. So, old friend right there. Yo, you want to hear a funny story? Because I think it's only right since Funeral just dropped. Uh, right. Lil Wayne just dropped his album. Yes, so, man. whenever I think of Lil Wayne, I have one memory that does stick out to mind from when the Carter II first dropped. And that was me and Shaq. We used to be in uh, our English class. And, like, if we had nothing to do, I will give him, like, one headphone and I'd have one headphone. 
I remember the first thing like I ever listened to with this man was the Party Two. Mm. So shout out to Shaq. Shout out Anon pulling on up a little bit of memories right there uh, to end the show with. But if y'all want to follow us on social media, you can. That's at Imano Talk at E M A N O T A L K. We have a select bit of merch left. So if you want to buy any merch, it's available on imanotalk.com. So get your hands on that while it's still around. Um, you could subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, all podcast platforms, or listen completely free on imanotalk.com as well. But if anything, we'll catch you tomorrow. I'm going to be live with Gamble on Ginter. They're a sports betting podcast. Uh, old friend of mine having me stop by. We're going to do our first selection Sunday. So artists, if you want to send your music in to our email, that would be imanotalk at gmail.com. We would play your music live, review it uh, completely free. I don't charge nobody for shit like this. So if you want to have your music played and reviewed, honest opinion uh, to lend an ear, I got you. So send it on through imanotalk at gmail.com. And other than that, we'll catch you during the week. I'll probably be streaming a little bit live from Instagram from Kanye West Sunday service tomorrow. Uh, but other than that, I hope you all have a beautiful day. Take care. Peace. Have a great weekend.